0: In Jesus' name, amen. Going through the motions. We do it all the time, don't we? Probably more than we would like to, just going through the motions. It happens when we, when we do something that we don't really want to do, something we don't actually believe in, but we do it just because. Just because it's expected of us, just because someone has told us to, um, maybe just because it, it makes life easier in the moment, um, going through the motions. We do it all the time, but we do it at our spouse's holiday office party, when we introduce ourselves and shake the hands and, and smile at people whose names we will never remember and whose faces we will soon forget. Not because we want to be there, uh, but because our spouse has asked us to. And while we're shaking the hands and and giving the smiles, we're looking at our watches, counting down the minutes to when we can sneak away. That's going through the motions. It happens at 6.15 on a Friday afternoon. As you're ready to leave work, you've run down the stairs and, and gone to your car as fast as you can when out of nowhere your boss shows up. And they've got a story to tell or a joke to share, one that you've heard a thousand times before. And so you stand there and you smile and you laugh. Not because the joke is funny, but because it's your boss. <laughs> it's going through the motions. Uh, we go through the motions sometimes, uh, even when it comes to our faith lives. Not always on purpose, not always uh, with bad intentions, but it happens. We, we come to church, maybe, and we stand, and we sit, and we move our mouths at the appropriate times, but, but all the while we're dreaming of the brunch that's waiting for us after worship. Or we're going through the checklist in our minds of all the things we have to do this afternoon. It happens when we finally sit down at that brunch and we're ready to eat, ready to dig in when someone, and there's always someone, says, shouldn't we say grace before we eat? And so we volunteer so that we can go through it as fast as we can while we stare at the pancakes or the omelet that's in front of us. It happens when, when we volunteer for something at church. We just go through the motions. We, we show up, not because we want to, or maybe not even because we believe in the cause, but because the pastor has asked us to, and we can't seem to say no. Going through the motions. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Going through the motions sometimes is a good thing. Uh, please, laugh at your boss's jokes, smiles when he tells you those stories. Show up at your spouse's office holiday party. That's probably good for your marriage. Uh, And even when it comes to our faith life, uh, sometimes we we do come to church, and our hearts aren't in it, but we stand and we sit and we we move our mouths. And and I think that God can work even through those empty motions. Uh, But I think we also all recognize that that is not the kind of full, vibrant faith life that God would have for us, right? He doesn't ever want us to just go through the motions. He can work through that. Uh, But by no means is that his plan for us, his people, just going through the motions. We do it all the time. And yet I think our encouragement for today is is that while we go through the motions, God never does. Uh, He's never up there listening in in heaven as we pray to him, kind of arms crossed, looking the other way, half uh, attentive, minding his own business as we call and, and cry out to him not really caring what we have to say. By no means. God never goes through the motions. He, when he says in his word that he loves us and he cares for us and, and that we are forgiven, he actually means it. These are not empty words. When he tells us to splash water on each other, it's not because it's a nice ritual or because he likes to see us get dressed up and see babies in white little gowns. No, he's, he's actually up to something. God never goes through the motions. And today, uh, we're going to take a look at the gift of communion. We're going to celebrate that gift today. And, and as we take a look at the gift, we're going to see that uh, that is no different when it comes to the Lord's Supper. Again, we might go through the motions, not always with bad intentions, but it happens. Uh, we walk down the aisle, hands folded, heads bowed, eyes half closed, looking very pious. Uh, where we're going through the motions, we kneel when we're told to kneel, but we're wondering to ourselves the whole time, why are we singing this hymn again? This must be one of pastor's favorites. Or, or we're going through that checklist in our mind, wondering if the, the, the plate can come around a little bit faster so we can get home. We go through the motions, but God never does. And it's no different with this special meal. Today, as we gather together around this altar to receive this gift, God is actually up to something. He is doing something that is real, He's pouring out gifts that are real for us as people every single time. Uh, as we gather together around this altar, he's never going through the motions. He's, he's doing a couple of things that we're going to focus on today. First, as we gather around uh, the altar, uh, we receive the gift of God's presence. Every time we come up here to eat his uh, body and drink his blood, God shows up. In a very real way. And, and that's what he says, actually. We heard him say that in our gospel reading, right? Jesus said it himself. He said, "'Take and eat. This is my body. Take and drink. This is my blood.'" What we receive here today is not just a nice ritual, not just a, a fancy tradition, it's not just a placebo or a reminder. The gifts that God gives today are real, and, and so today we are really receiving God's present. He is actually showing up among us. It's Pretty special, isn't it? Now, I can't explain that. I can't explain how a little piece of bread can be God's body. I can't explain to you how a cup of wine can contain the blood of Jesus, but that's his promise. And so we as his people trust it, that somehow in this mysterious way, God is coming to us in a unique and special way. Uh, now maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, isn't God always with me? Right? Uh, don't, we, don't we talk about that a lot, that God is always by our side, listening to us, walking with us? Doesn't Jesus live inside of us? Isn't his body, uh, our temple, aren't our bodies his temple? And that is true, most definitely. God is always with us. Uh, But here's what I find to be true in my own life. While I know that God is always with me, uh, it's hard to always see that. It's It's sometimes hard to feel God's presence. I know God is with me, but then I turn on the TV after a month long of watching hurricanes and floods and earthquakes and We've barely taken a deep breath when, when again, I, I see images of fires and homes and lives just torn apart and destroyed. And, and at those moments, I think to myself, God, I know you say you're here. I know that, but it doesn't look like it. And God, I know your promise to never leave me and never forsake me, but I can't feel you right now. And Lord, I need some tangible expression of your presence in my life. I can't go on and, unless you show me that you are actually here. And And the amazing thing about a communion that we're going to receive this morning is is that we get that gift. Every time we gather together around this altar, it's like Jesus is saying, Here I am. You wondered where I was all week? Well, now taste and touch and see that I am with you. You're lonely. You're scared. You can't feel me right now. Well, as you gather around this altar, I am going to go in you. I'm going to show up. You're going to be surrounded by a family who's there to remind you, I am with you. Yes, God is always with us, but in a special, unique, mysterious way, we know that God never goes through the motions, and so he is here this morning, always, every time. And I would argue, if that's true, if we actually believe, and I do, that God shows up in a special and unique way every single time we gather together around this altar, don't you think that ought to change How we approach this supper this morning? If we actually believe that God is showing up in a special, unique way, mysterious way, yes, but a special way, doesn't that change how we would kneel before him this morning? And in fact, that's what God talks about in our second reading we heard from 1 Corinthians. He reminds us there, he actually warns us pretty strongly there, that that we are not to come before him just going through the motions. Or, Or even worse, with unrepentant sin, On our hearts and minds. That's no way to approach the living God. Instead, He wants us to come before Him, trusting in His promise that He is here and believing that what He wants to give us, He's going to give us. And that's what we need. Which brings us to our second gift. Every time we gather together around this altar, believing that Jesus is here, trusting that we need a Savior, he promises to give us that which we need, which is forgiveness. Not just a, a symbol of forgiveness, not just a reminder that we are forgiven, but every time we come here, Jesus says, you will walk away completely, 100% utterly cleansed and forgiven. That's his promise. Now again, maybe you're thinking, well, what does that mean? Am I, am I only forgiven? Uh, around this altar, Uh, or am I only forgiven on the first and third Sundays of the month when we celebrate the Lord's Supper? And again, we would say, of course not. God can and does forgive in other places besides this meal. Uh, But again, I don't know about you, but there are many times where I know in my mind I'm a forgiven child of God, Uh, but then two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon rolls around and I think to myself, yeah, I I heard God's word this morning tell me I'm forgiven. We, We sung about it, uh, but already it's only 2 o'clock and I've thought things I know I shouldn't think and I've done things I know I shouldn't have done and I've said things I know I shouldn't have said. Am I really forgiven? Could God really forgive me? And then Wednesday, uh, afternoon rolls around, and I've, I've done that now uh, a hundred times over, and I begin to think to myself, okay, God, I, I know you died for the forgiveness of the sins of the world, but, but what about me? Could you really forgive me? You see, that's the beauty of this meal. We, we come here to receive God's presence, to be actually forgiven, so that when we leave here, and it's 2 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, and we think to ourselves, could God forgive me? We can tell ourselves, yes. How do I know? Because I saw the body and the blood. Because Jesus went in me. <laughs> because I tasted it with my lips. It's that real, tangible expression of God's forgiveness. Yes, he forgives us through his word. Yes, we are forgiven in our baptisms. But in another extra special unique way, our God comes to us today with real forgiveness. Never just going through the motions. But every time we gather together here, believing that he is here, trusting in our Savior, he says, you are forgiven. You better believe it. We go through the motions all the time, but God never does. Uh, When I was uh, younger, growing up, uh, all through high school, I I played a lot of sports. uh, Basketball, baseball, soccer, I ran track and cross country. And and over those years, I had a lot of different coaches. And and generally speaking, there were two kinds of coaches. Uh, There were the kinds that were there just going through the motions. And even as a kid, uh, you could sniff those coaches out pretty quickly. You could tell when a coach wasn't really invested, they were just there out of guilt or obligation, or or as you get older, maybe to collect a little stipend or a small paycheck. And the the thing is that I've come to realize is that coaches who coach like that, just going through the motions, usually end up with players who play like that. Players who just kick the ball, throw the ball, uh, play the games, go to the practices, just going through the motions. Uh, but on the other side, I also had a lot of coaches who weren't just going through the motions, who were there because they actually cared about the sport or the kids, who, who weren't there for a paycheck, uh, but who actually sacrificed of themselves, who gave of themselves, who were totally invested. And again, uh, coaches who coached like that usually ended up with players who played like that, players who, who gave of themselves, who sacrificed for the good of the team, who reflected uh, what they saw in their coach. And, and as I thought about it that, this week, it occurred to me that that's how it is with our God. We have a God who never goes through the motions. Not when we pray to him. Uh, not when we come to him in communion. He shows up with real gifts. We have a God who saw our need for a Savior, and so he sent his Son into the world to die for us and to rise for us so that we might have new life. If, and if that's the kind of God we have, What does it mean for us? What kind of people are we to be? And I would say that we are a people who are to reflect our God. And that's what I love about the gift that we're going to receive in just a few minutes. We are going to be filled and fed, nourished, and strengthened with very real things. so that when we leave the doors today, so when we walk out of here into our everyday lives, we would no longer just go through the motions. No, we have received the very presence of Jesus. We have been forgiven, and that changes everything, so that we would go out into the world and say our prayers, not just going through the motions, but trusting I have a God who is with me, who has cleansed me. Now let me pray with all boldness and confidence to my God. Let me bear my heart before him. Now, when we go home to to read our Bibles, we won't just be skimming the pages so we can check something off. Yep, I did my devotions today. Now, we can go to God's Word, saying, Lord, speak to me. I know you're with me. I know you've forgiven me. I, I saw you. I tasted you. I touched you this morning. Now, we can go and serve and sacrifice, not just going through the motions, but our lives changed by the God who has come among us, in us, with us, for us, forgiving us no longer just going through the motions. But when those days come, and they'll happen, not always on purpose, not always with malintentions, but when those days come, when we find ourselves, catch ourselves, going through the motions once again, racing through our prayers, skimming through our Bibles, at those moments, we praise God that he never does, (laughs) that he's not a God who just goes through the motions, but a God who shows up for us, giving very real gifts for us, his children. In Jesus' name, amen.